Looking through the whale's eyes, you see bubbles slide past you like... But there was none of that. Bobby was only imagining, only writing. Held in the sky on a rocky headland, Bobby drew chalk circles on slate. Drew bubbles. Bubbles. Rose a whale. He erased the marks with the heel of his hand. It wasn't true. It was just an old story, and he couldn't even remember the proper song. There was no whale, and this was no sunny day. Instead, the wind plucked at Bobby's small shelter of brushwood and canvas, and rain spat on the walls. In the headland's lee immediately below him, the sea was smooth, but a little further from land. A few boat lengths, no more. It was scuffed and agitated, and scribbles of foam spilled in a pattern he was still learning. Rain made sharp silver thorns, and then there was no sea, no sky, and the world had compressed itself into a diagonally grained grey space before him. Bobby heard the heavy tread, and Conk Chain thrust himself into the little hut. Hardly space for the two of them beneath this roof, these three flimsy walls. Bobby smelled tobacco and rum. If Conk breathes in deep, stands up straight, this shelter will explode. Chains steamed with rain and body heat and ruddy health. Water cascaded over the brim of his hat and gushed from his bristling beard. You need a fire here, Bobby. He looked out across the angry ocean as it reappeared and at the rain racing away. Nothing, huh? They sat, each in the smell of the other, and despite the warmth of the body beside him, Bobby felt the cold seeping into his bones. His fingers were chalk, but with loose and wrinkled skin. He drew on the wet slate with his finger. Fine we killed a whale. Chain barked, laughed. Bobby felt the man's arm around his back, the tough and calloused paw squeezing him. I hope to kill myself a whale, my boy. More than one come to that. More than one. But right now I wish for sunlight and a clear sky. Bobby grinned and nodded. Dr. Cross might be gone, but Geordie Chain lived on. Another new old man. Hug. Bobby wanted to be the first to sight whales, but he knew the Yankees or even Froggies would likely see them first since they had sail and all. A tilting tip of mast and sail could point out a whale spout he'd not yet seen. Bobby kept a sharp lookout. He wrote on slate and showed it to Conk Chain to read. No matter if weather-watching, whale-watching or writing, Bobby Wobbelung was always ready to shout and come running, soon as he saw what they all sought. Fine, he wrote now, again wishing, imagining. Fine, no whales, lumpy sea. He erased the word fine, and straight away a crowd of water drops rushed across the crest behind him. Tiny footsteps slapped leathery leaves, ran heavily across the granite, and were drumming loud on the canvas all around them. Bobby shouted with surprise and joy, but even Chain, right beside him, could not make out a word, could not hear his voice. Only the pounding of tiny feet and hands and water gurgling, chuckling.
The two of them looked at each other, mouthing unheard words as a thin sheet of water ran across the granite beneath their feet. They were out of the rain, out of the worst of the wind, in a pocket of shelter, but still the spit and fingers of wind touched them. Bobby's kangaroo-skin cloak and the oil and unguents rubbed into his skin kept him warm. Life tingled in his very fingertips. A trail of silvery spikes ran across the sheltered water below their headland and disappeared into the wind-chopped sea beyond the island so close to shore. All along the southern coast, the bellies of clouds were being dragged over just such rocky headlands and islands. Chain shivered, farted. Grumbling, he made his way carefully down the slope to the beach. Bobby wrote straight from his mother and father's tongue to that of Chain.